Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brian Rooney, he was Prime Minister for too long term, and uh, I was an opponent of him all my political career. But in politics, opposition is opposition. It's like playing hockey. You can fight on the ice, but have a beer together after that. And we had a lot of things in common. He was involved in many controversial, controversial files. And it's better to be involved than not to be involved. Many times we did not agree, but in reality, in three different referendums, we were on the same side. Jean Chrétien, who traveled to Ottawa to deliver his tribute to the former Prime Minister, Brian Mulroney. His political opponent, different times in politics, Warren Kinsella was Jean Chrétien's chief of staff. He ran the federal election war room for the Liberals, among other political engagements for the federal Liberal Party. During the times of Brian Mulroney and Jean Chrétien, Warren's an op-ed writer for the Toronto Sun, author, lawyer, blogger, musician. I could go on. Warren, when you hear Jean Chrétien deliver a tribute to Brian Mulroney and having made the trip to Ottawa to do that, tell us about Tell us what, what that what that says to you? Well, they're old warriors, you know. They, uh, as he said, they went through a lot of the same battles, keep Canada together, free trade and so on. Weren't always on the same side. But, you know, the two of them, Kretschy and Moroni, came from a different era where if you were involved in politics, you care about people. And you don't demonize, Roy, your opponent. You don't destroy, you're not out to destroy your opponent in every conceivable way. And um, so he was in Ottawa on the night of Mr. Moroni's sad passing. And um, the phone call started, you know, guys wanting comment from him. He said, to hell with this. He headed up to the hill and he said, here I am. Everybody asked me your question. <laughs> he, he stood there for 30 minutes. He told me, I talked to him yesterday and uh, just answered all the questions and stayed as long as they needed him to. So I think the the media report uh, uh, appreciated that, but I think um, you know it was important that people hear from them because they really were politicians cut from a different cloth. You know they were they know those kinds of politicians got into politics because they love people, they love the country, and they care about people. And Mulroney was like that, and Kretschia is like that, and uh, so I think everybody was happy to hear from them. That uh, I think. Kretzian's words went right across the country. Yeah, I was on the air with you yesterday morning on uh, Greg Brady's show on AM640 in Toronto, our global radio station. And you talked about, during that conversation we had, about how you would assess that you were the war room chief for the Liberals and chief of staff for John Kretzian, how you would assess Brian Mulroney, Mulroney and the con- progressive conservatives, body language and so on. Tell us a bit about that. How did that go? 
Well, we would, um, you know, I was one of the guys who would get Gretchen and some members of our caucus ready for a question period. Like I started out actually as a speechwriter, which is like being the Maytag repairman in politics. Because <laughs> the one thing that Gretchen doesn't need is any help giving a speech. She's yeah. one of the best speechmakers anybody's ever seen. So anyway, I, I got moved over to doing a question period. I, I guess I was not bad at that. And we'd sit there, Roy, and we'd watch across the aisle. We'd watch the facial expressions, you know, yeah. Watch the body language. Did we score a hit? You know, did we make a point? And, and even at the deepest depth of Moroni's unpopularity, and, you know, at one point he got pretty unpopular, like 12 percentage points approved of his, how he's doing his job. He never flinched, never lost his composure. Always a big smile. Always looking like, you know, he had 62% support, not 12. And that's a sign of a pro, that somebody... You know, as I said on the show yesterday, it's like a quarterback, right? And the quarterback, the, the good ones anyway, they're not paying attention to scrimmage up close. They're looking at where their receiver is down the road and down the field. And that's how Moroni was. And we, you know, it, he used to drive us crazy because he was such a great politician. He was so effective. And, um, you know, I think... Uh, I, don't, I don't think they make him like that anymore. No, and he had to deal with a fractious party of his own. Regional divisions, West and Quebec, and he tried to keep it together and largely did a good job of it. But what would you consider his premier accomplishment to be when he was in, in office as prime minister? Well, he had a few, but uh, you're quite right. Um, I mean, you know, as I said, you know, his caucus didn't come after him, his cabinet didn't come after him when he was that unpopular but you know the conservative party did split up for a while you had some of them went off to form the reform party some of them went off to form the bloc quebecois but he held on to the core and he held on power and he had two back-to-back massive majorities that's one accomplishment another one is free trade you know the liberals free liberals came after him hard or at least the john turner ones did uh opposing free trade and he stuck to his guns, and he got the deal done, and, and I think everybody would agree that it was, it was the right thing for the country. You know, it was what we needed to do. And I think his third big achievement was over the opposition, over the objections of his friends Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher, he pushed through sanctions against South Africa. And you know, when Nelson Mandela was released from prison, one of the first places he came was to Canada to say, Canada is my friend, and this guy, Brian Moroni, is my friend. Because what he did was courageous, and I'm one. I'm out of prison now because of him. Yeah, I was wondering after our conversation yesterday morning if he might have regretted leaving office, turning the reins over to Kim Campbell, particularly after that '93 election when they were decimated and went from a majority government to two seats. And I mentioned yesterday morning it could have easily been well, not easily, but it could have been zero seats. Elsie Wayne likely would have won because of her tremendous popularity as the mayor of St. John near Brunswick. But I wonder if he ever thought, I should have stuck around. What do you think? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. No, like the smart ones know. Like there's two ways you leave, right? You either leave on your own feet or you leave in a pine box. And, um, you know, this is Justin Trudeau's mistake. Is He's just waited too long. You know, he's been Liberal Party leader for more than a decade. He's been more. He's been prime minister for eight years. Like as I've said before, Roy, and you heard me say it, eight years is as good as it gets. 
That's it. Right now, I'm in I'm in the United States, you know, and they've got term limits here, and I I don't think term limits are such a bad idea either for the electorate or for the politician, because really after eight years they get sick of your face, and you know with very few exceptions, you know they turf you out. So I think Mulroney saw the writing on the wall and decided, look, if I'm the problem, I've got to go. And he did. And, you know, it's I know a lot of people blame him for Kim Campbell's loss, but I don't think that's fair. Kim Campbell, right after she became leader, became the most popular prime minister in the history of polling in Canada. And that Canada Day weekend in 1993, nobody had ever been that popular. And she and her team blew it. And, you know, it's not fair to blame that on Moroni because he was long gone at that point. Mm -hmm. What I think is important here as well is the wide spectrum of compliments and acknowledgements that he's receiving. People, people pass. You always hear good things, the good things. But the, the wide spectrum, Warren, of um, acknowledging accomplishments and acknowledging that he was just a good guy, that, that to me speaks volumes. That matters. Yeah, because, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's all about people. This business is all about people and caring for people and doing what you think is right for people and by people. And I don't think, you know, even though he was capable of, you know, getting by with, you know, kings and queens and presidents and so on, he was always, and, you know, he shared this with Chrétien. They both came from small towns in Quebec, uh, Roman Catholics. Uh, they came from poor families, large families, and they never forgot their roots. And voters in their wisdom, Roy, you know, they can see that. They can see you when you get too big for your britches, you know, when you're, you know, a little too high and mighty. And those two guys, I think, never let their feet get too far off the ground. And I think that's why they were so successful. Three back-to-back -back majorities for Chrétien, two back-to-back -back majorities for Moroni. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.